the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Well, there are some of us who want to be famous. The question is, what are you famous for? Austin Bowman is now famous and gaining fame by the minute. Uh, he is the drum major of the Ohio State University Marching Band. Now, uh, the drum majors at Ohio State have gained great notoriety over the years uh, for their uh, acrobatic moves with the baton. Uh, there was a guy back in my day, Dwight, Dwight something. He was amazing. He would twirl his big old baton and throw it and bounce it off the turf and get it, catch it back in his hand. Uh, Austin Bowman, I don't know if Austin can do that. that. Maybe that's become a thing for Ohio State drum majors. I don't think other drum majors will want to emulate Austin's debut on Saturday, at least his debut in Ohio Stadium. Aaron, did you see this? Are you one of the three million people who have clicked on the video of Austin Bowman's ramp entrance to the horseshoe on Saturday? Yeah, I saw it. <laughs> Would you want to be famous like that? Uh, no, no. You know, I... in uh, the movie Diary of a Wimpy Kid, uh, the kids are trying to make a video that will gain all kinds of viral YouTube popularity. And uh, I think there are kids who do this kind of thing. I don't think Austin Bowman did it Saturday on purpose. No, no. He did recover well, though. He He was moving down that. He uh, was trucking, yes. uh, He was moving a lot faster (laughs) than the defense at times on Saturday. Uh, Anyway, if you didn't see it, uh, Google online Ohio State drum major faceplant uh, because Austin Bowman came running down the ramp, and it is not easy to run downhill. We should cut him some slack, Uh, particularly when you're trying to, what, what do you have? Got his hands on his hips, so they're not out to the side to kind of provide any kind of balance. That big hat must weigh some inordinate amount of weight, and you got to maintain your stately posture, prancing and running. Well, anyway, uh, he got to the bottom of the ramp, and he uh, fell. Now, he got up quick. I'll say that. Do you think there was a hole in the knee of his uniform? Do you think there's any repairs necessary? I don't know. Besides to his ego. I don't know. It was so quick. It's like a cat. He's right back up. <laughs> he was, yeah. Speaking of viral videos and cats, did you see the one from the University of Miami game on Saturday? Uh, well, yeah, I also saw what? that. Yeah. What is the story on that? Uh, it's a cat. Uh, Who brings a cat to a football game? I would think that's not allowed behavior. Have you ever tried to sneak a cat into a football game? No, I don't know if it was an emotional support cat <laughs> or it found its own what, way in. For what purpose? Would you bring a cat, a kitty cat, to a game? So all of a sudden, you hear these fans gasping, and they look up, and there's a cat hanging. What was it hanging from? Like, a cat couldn't hold on to concrete. It was like like a a wire. It was like some kind of a wire or cable. This cat is hanging on to this cable by its claws, and people are understandably 
um, bothered by this, and there's shrieks of desperation. Then the cat hangs by one claw, and then, of course, the cat falls. Now, probably 30 feet? Every bit. Now, if you're under that cat, I got it. First of all, I guess I have to know are you a cat person or not? No, not at not all. Not a cat person. Okay. Well, I I am a cat person. I'm a dog person and a cat person. I, you know, <laughs> I'm an equal opportunity, uh, you know, lover of cats and dogs. I don't think I'd have caught the cat. Because isn't it a thing that everybody knows that if a cat falls, it's going to land? It's going to be okay, right? Uh, supposedly, a, a cat can fall from any height, I've heard, because the higher you go the more wind resistance there is, so they actually fall slower the higher they fall from? I don't know, but I know that cats, they say cats have nine lives. There's got to be a reason they say that. Yeah, and I don't want to, I've also seen the video, the cat biting the uh, the Uh, That's the thing. I'm not interested. When the guy caught the cat, he then try. there's a guy, so the guy under who catches the cat, which, no, I'm not doing that. On an American flag. On an American flag, that's right. That is why... Many people are saying it's the most amazing video they've ever seen. America. Guy catches a falling cat on a on a flag. Then he holds the cat up triumphantly. Now, if, and I'm just saying if because I don't think I would, but if I caught a cat in that situation, I would know enough to know that in a stadium full of people screaming and having just fallen at least 30 feet, the cat is not going to be in its right mind. Or for those of you who hate cats, you would say, yes, it is in its right mind. It's nuts. He holds the cat up so the crowd can applaud and celebrate. And then, as you might expect, the cat turns on him and starts clawing him. And Did he finally let the thing go? I didn't, but my video cut out. I don't know. It, it could be one of those things where the cat won't let you let it go. That's the thing. The claws, <laughs> no thank you to that. So anyway, yeah, two amazing videos. The cat's okay, and Austin Bowman is okay, and they both have a measure of fame uh, after Saturday. Uh, Ohio State, Saturday, cashless ticket system, not go so well. They had to call the cops to a couple gates in Ohio Stadium because somebody, I guess, started the rumor. (laughs) Unfortunately, it wasn't a, as my kids say, trumor, which is something that actually proves to be true. So the fans can't get in because the was the Wi-Fi down or were the digital scanners not working? Probably both. If the Wi-Fi is not working, the digital scanners don't work. Your only is your system, your your digital system is only as good as its Wi-Fi, folks. So the poor ushers at the gate, they got the spinning hourglass, I'm sure, when they tried to get their digital ticket things to work, so nobody could get in with their tickets. And people are holding up their phones. Look, I got a ticket. Hot day, football game going on. You paid $160 to get into that football game, and you won in. You got there early, and you can't get in. So I understand it. Not the people at the gate's fault. So somebody starts the rumor that Ohio State has scored a touchdown. Now, I'm not sure I understand the complete psychology on this, but it's like, oh, they scored a touchdown. I missed it. (laughs) Now I have to get in. So the people start doing the pushing and the shoving. And the police had to be called to two gates. Now, eventually, they did what I would have done. I'm not becoming a headline in a stampede trying to keep somebody out of a football game if they have 
a cell phone they're waving at me with a QR code on it. I'm letting them in all day long. And eventually they did that. They just said, you just held up your phone and they let you in. Like, cause what are the chances that somebody's just randomly walking around in the vicinity of Ohio Stadium and they hear, hey, they're having trouble over at gate 34. You don't have to get your ticket scanned. All you have to do is show your ticket on your phone and get in. How many people would take advantage of that situation and illegally enter Ohio Stadium? The absolute number for that is zero. Zero, because you'd have to fabricate some kind of a ticket on the spot. What are you, a Photoshop expert? They did the right thing. Just let them in. Ohio State. Can I give you a little advice? As an alumni, go back to paper tickets. Go back to paper tickets. People like the paper tickets. Do you have your ticket? What if your phone battery dies? You can't tell me in a crowd of 100,000 people that somebody didn't get there, and then if they're in line, I had 30% when I got here. Now I'm down to nothing. Or if your Wi-Fi crashes, I just think the paper tickets are so much simpler. I know maybe it costs you money to print them. At $160 a ticket, can you not afford the printing cost? Just my little words wise. Makes it so much easier. How many people lose their paper tickets? I would dare say less than the people who couldn't get the app to work or whatever. I know you had this shocker. They vetted this last year with a student kind of dry run. That's fine. You should vet it. You should try it. Do a trial run. But highest attendance in Ohio Stadium last year, 1,500 due to COVID. Yeah, when we only have 1,500 people to game, the system works great. So thanks for letting them in. Don't get stampeded trying to guard the honor of the gate 34 turnstile. And I guess now when you go to Ohio Stadium, uh, watch out for falling drum majors and maybe, who knows, in the future, falling cats. I'm always cautious about taking anecdotal information and extrapolating its significance. But I am hearing from a lot of you uh, via email, bruce at 989theanswer.com. Now, what is a lot of you, first of all? Okay, look, not hundreds, but I don't get, you know, tons and tons of emails every day or even every weekend. But when I get emails from five or six different people in the course of a week on one topic, and that topic being that they work in the healthcare industry and that in their particular hospital, the prohibition against coming in for elective surgery or the reports of hospital administrators that, oh, we're overwhelmed, that these two factors are solely related to covid as something that I should not believe because their inside information is that their difficulties, quote-unquote, keeping up are related to staffing shortages. And the staffing shortages, they say, are related to the hospital systems 
requiring people to get the vaccine. Uh, In America, last month, 4 million people quit their jobs. Now, that doesn't mean they quit their jobs and didn't get another job. It just means they quit their job, changed their job. In July, the number was 3.8 million. In June, it was 3.9 million. In April, it was 4 million again. So why are so many people quitting their job? A certain amount, of course, is looking for a better job. But those numbers are astronomically high from the norm, which is about half of what that is. So at a time where we have a pandemic, well, really now it's just an, an endemic. It's not even a pandemic anymore. It's something we could live with if we chose to. But, you know, hey, we haven't asked about or we haven't. We haven't, we haven't sat down to think about natural immunity. That's a really good question. I sh- we'll have to talk about that. Yeah. But, uh, how many people of those people quitting their jobs are healthcare industry people? So if you have experience on that, and maybe it's a family member or something, and you can give me some greater insight, email the show, bruce at 989theanswer.com, or you can call the show, 844-TALK-989. I understand the hesitancy to call because, you know, when somebody to hear your voice and, oh, you're outing us on this, that, or the other. So that's one thing that I'm hearing, again, anecdotal information. Is it true on a widespread basis or not true on a widespread basis? I don't know. I do know this. As much as Anthony Fauci talks now about masks and the importance of masking, he was coming from a much different position. In an interview with PBS two years ago, When he was asked by the host, hey, how can I avoid getting a viral disease? Now, at that particular time, of course, Anthony Fauci didn't know anything about COVID-19. He knew about SARS. He kind of knew about coronaviruses, but he didn't know about this particular one. But it's interesting what Anthony Fauci scoffs at as a preclusion, as a practice, as something you should adopt to avoid contracting a viral disease in his interview with PBS two years ago. And the best way for me to prevent getting an infectious disease and having to have you as my doctor is what? Um, wearing a mask? No, um, no, no. no. You do that? <laughs> you, um, if somebody's, I can see they're getting ready to sneeze or cough, you, walk away. You avoid all the paranoid aspects and okay. do something positive. A, good diet. B, you don't smoke, I know. I know you don't drink, at least not very much, so that's pretty good. Get some exercise. I know that you don't get as much exercise as yes, you should. That's correct. Get good sleep. I think the, the normal, low-tech, healthy things okay. are the best thing that you can do, David, is stay All healthy. All right. Well, I'm going to try to do that. And hopefully when I next see you, I will be even healthier than I am today. I, I would imagine you would be, and I look forward to that. Thank you. Yeah. Don't drink. Don't smoke. All the paranoid aspects... That's how he referred to wearing a mask. Should I wear a mask? Oh, no, 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 no. Listen to the start of this again. Should I wear a mask? And the best way for me to prevent getting an infectious disease and having to have you as my doctor is what? Um, wearing a mask? No, um, no, no. no. Don't you do that? <laughs> you, um, if somebody's, I can see they're getting ready to sneeze or cough, you, walk away. You avoid all the paranoid aspects and okay. do something positive. Avoid all the paranoid aspects. And do something positive. Pray tell what? Tony Fauci. Well, don't smoke. 
don't drink and exercise. Hmm. If you don't smoke and you don't drink and you exercise, would you say you cut your chances of being obese down dramatically? I would think so. I think that would probably be good for diminishing your obesity rate. Who do we find that numbers greatly among those who have unfortunately, sadly, tragically perished from COVID? People who are obese. If you are obese, you are most likely out of shape. If you are out of shape, you have difficulty doing what? Breathing. What does COVID do? It affects your lungs. Okay, so Anthony Fauci two years ago responded like a doctor, like a sane, measured, normal scientist. Now he responds like a panic-stricken partisan. Every single time. You can't get on a plane. You shouldn't be able to get on a plane if you're not vaccinated. You shouldn't be able to go to school if you're a child without being vaccinated. He said that over the weekend. So I know we are awash in politicizing everything. And I will not plead innocent to politicizing COVID myself. In my heart of hearts, would I be vaccinated? If Donald Trump had been reelected president, I can honestly say no. I can honestly say no. Had I not had COVID, had I not produced natural antibodies due to the divinely designed body God gave me, would I be more open to getting the vaccine with Trump as president than Biden? I must admit, yes, I would look at it differently. I still don't think I'd do it, but I'd look at it differently. So I can't excoriate Anthony Fauci. Well, yes, I can. Because what I do in that situation is a personal choice that impacts only me. I wouldn't get on here. In fact, I've never gotten on here on 989 The Answer and told you, do not get the vaccine. What I've done is tell you why I've not gotten the vaccine. My reasons are equal parts, I think. Uh, Actually, I think this is one of the rare occasions where your reasons can add up to more than 100%. Because a big part of my reason is a faith-based objection. I explained this Friday. I'll explain it again. I believe my fate is ultimately in the hands of God. There are threats that I believe. It's the old story of the guy stranded on the roof in a flooded area, and the helicopter comes, and he's, no, I'm good, God will get me. And then the boat comes, no, I'm good, I'm God will get me. And then he drowns, and he gets to heaven. It's a bit blasphemous, but he says, why didn't you save me? And God says, I sent, I sent a boat, I sent a helicopter. So sometimes we have to avail ourselves of the escape route God gives us. If this had the death rate of Ebola, I'd get a vaccine for it. But it doesn't have the death rate of Ebola. And that's not a dumb comparison. Because people say, well, you'd get it for Ebola. Sure I would, because I'd have a much better chance of dying from Ebola. (laughs) But I don't have much of a chance of dying of COVID. Because I'm not elderly. I'm not overweight. So my reasons are like 90% faith reasons, because I believe 
God has given me a body that can cope with this in a miraculous way. And probably 20% politics. Like, why are you... No, I, I str- more than 20%. I strenuously object to any effort to take away my freedom to make my own choice on something like this. Well, it's one of the rare occasions where your reasoning can be attributable to more than one thing. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.